Amen. Thank you, Haley. Please take your Bibles this morning. In just a moment, I'll read with you through John chapter 1, beginning with verse 15. But I want to begin by giving a story or two, which I'm prone to do. Appreciate Haley singing. She's not the first person to sing this weekend from this stage. I had my grandchildren up here this weekend, and uh, my grandson, Seth, stood up here and wanted everybody to have a... Uh, he, he said, turn in your baptismal to number 65. He, he meant hymnal. And uh, so he preached and sang for a while, and then my two-year-old wanted to sing. And I said, what are you going to sing? I'm going to sing Amazing Grace. Well, she can sing it all. Now, she never hits a single note on pitch, but she sings, and she sang it so loud the neighbors could hear it. And I thought it was precious, of course. Anything she does is precious to me. And uh, but uh, So the Lord has been praised already in this place this weekend. But I want to begin with a story that I read from a youth pastor who had been in seminary in a youth ministries class. I don't know if it was one of our schools or not, but he had been in this youth ministry class and it was coming to the final exam. He said, I just crammed as much as I could. I worked so hard. And he said, I got in there. I'm studying every minute I can and everybody's doing last minute cramming for this exam because we were scared of it. And he got in there and the professor said, we're going to review first. Okay. So he started reviewing what they'd gone over that semester for the test. And he thought, I got more frightened as he went along because the questions got harder and harder. And, and then he started asking things that were in the textbook, but really we hadn't discussed in the class. And I thought, oh no, I'm sunk. Because even though I know I'm responsible for that material, I, I really don't remember some of that stuff. And so he's sweating bullets. And then the professor hands out the exam and says, everybody put your exam face down. So everybody put their exams face down, handed it out to each individual person. And he said, now I want everybody to turn them over. And on the top of every paper was a big A. And every question was already answered. He thought, I don't know what is going on here. And so he went around. The professor asked everybody by name, What's the grade on your test? Well, it's an A. Did you deserve that A? No, I didn't. Did you know the answer to every one of those questions? No, I didn't. But you got an A. You've just experienced grace. The creator of the test decided to answer the questions for you. You've just experienced grace. Now, you're going to be youth ministers out of this class. And you're going to deal with young people who will not get all the answers correct. But I want you to show them grace. Because you have been given grace. The professor went on to say, I've never done this before. I may never do this again. But I wanted you to learn what grace is before you leave this class. Man, I read that story and I went, wow. First of all, I never had a professor do that for me. But I had to think, how precious, how powerful. 
And those young people in that class will never forget that powerful object lesson. But I will tell you this morning, my friends, those of you who are here, you have been the recipients of the grace of God. You really have. In fact, my favorite verse in the Bible, and y'all can laugh because you know I have a different one every Sunday, is Titus 2.11, and it says, For the grace of God, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men. It's an old video. You've probably heard it before. Uh, and I apologize if it bores you, but I, I can watch it every day. It's by an African-American preacher named S.M. Lockridge. What did S.M. stand for? Shadrach Meshach Lockridge, who pastored the same church in San Diego, California for 40 years. He died in 2000. But listen to this video entitled, That's My King. Brother Jeff, play that for us. The Bible says he's a king of the Jews. He's a king of Israel. He's a king of righteousness. He's a king of the ages. He's a king of heaven. He's a king of glory. He's a king of kings. And he is a lord of lords. Now that's my king. Do you know him? No means of measure can define his limitless love. Well, well, he's endurless form. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's impurely powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's God's son. He's a sinner's saint. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. Well, he's the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's a fundamental doctrine of true theology. Do you know him? He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He heals the sick. He cleans the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feast. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent. And he beautifies the meek. Do you know him? My king is a key of knowledge. He's a wellspring of wisdom. He's a doorway of deliverance. He's a pathway of peace. He's a roadway of righteousness. He's a highway of holiness. He's a gateway of glory. Do you know him? His life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Well, I wish I could describe him to you. But he, he's indescribable. He's indescribable. Yeah. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. You can't get him out of your mouth. You can't get him off of your hands. You can't outlive him, and you can't live without him. Well, Pharisees couldn't stand him. 
But they found out they couldn't stop it. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him. And the grave couldn't hold him. That's my king. Yeah. He always has been. And he always will be. I'm talking about he had no predecessor. And he'll have no successor. Eucadian beat him. And he's not going to resign. That's my told you like that. I told you we'd hear about grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who was in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. Now this is the testimony of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to say, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He said, no. And they said, well, who are you that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. As the prophet Isaiah said, Now those who were sent were from the Pharisees. And they asked him, saying, Why then do you baptize if you're not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? Jesus answered them, saying, I baptize you with water, but there stands one among you whom you do not know. It is he, it is he who coming after me is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not even worthy to loosen. These things were done in Bethabara, beyond the Jordan where John was baptizing. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, and this is our memory verse for the week, friends, mark it down. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Mark that down. That's our scripture verse. We'll go over it Wednesday night. This is he of whom I said, after he comes, a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and He remained upon Him. I did not know Him, but He he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you shall see the Spirit descending and remaining in Him, or on Him, is He who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. Wow, what a passage. What a great passage. And it does use a number of of titles for the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look first of all at the summary. First of all, look at the summary because John the Baptist here summarizes, John the revelator, the author, summarizes what John the Baptist had to say about Christ. And in verses 15 through 18, we see again of his eternal nature. 
And by the way, you have bulletins there in front of you. And my sweet Allison, my little baby girl, she's helping us with administrative work. She came up with this. And there's some fill in the blank. And you better get it right. And uh, you better appreciate all the hard work she did. Because she wants you to. I'm just teasing. But uh, so fill in the blanks. But he is eternal. We've already seen this. We saw this in John 1, 1, didn't we? We talked about the co-eternal nature of God the Son with God the Father. And here he again refers to this in verse 15 and in other verses as well. He speaks here of his pre-existence, not the birth date of the Lord Jesus Christ. John the Baptist, by the way, is six months older than Jesus. But friends, what he is saying here is the truth that Jesus existed long before he was ever conceived. For he is co-eternal with God the Father. He is the eternal one. He is also full of grace and truth. Look at verses 16 and 17. I began this message with an illustration about grace. The Lord Jesus is full of grace. Now, he is not saying specifically there was no grace in the Old Testament. That is not true. But we know when Jesus came, he personified it for us. He came in a full measure. He came with grace upon grace. And aren't we all grateful? Oh, my friends, he is the basis of grace and the basis of truth. We know grace without truth would be deceitful, and truth without grace would be condemning. But Jesus is full of grace and truth. We also know in verse 18 that Jesus reveals God to us. We know God is revealed in nature. I just finished reading in my daily Bible reading this morning. I just finished uh, Romans 1. I was going into Romans 2. And we know in Romans 1, the Bible says that even creation can show you an aspect of the Lord. We know you can find God in nature. We know throughout history has revealed himself in a variety of ways and situations. But here he says he has revealed himself most powerfully in Jesus. In Jesus, we see the face of God. What a powerful, powerful word. He is God revealed to us. He shows us that God is here. Second, we see the title, Jesus Christ is the Son. In verses 18 through 28, we see John giving us for the first time the title that Jesus is the Son. Now, in my version that I'm using, which is the New King James, and in the King James, it, he refers to Jesus as the only begotten, of course, meaning the unique Son of God. All of us are sons and daughters of the Lord, but only Jesus was the only begotten Son of God. And by the way, that phrase, Son of God, is used nine times in John. Nineteen times he uses the word, the Son And so he is not only God, the son of God, he is God's son. Again, I told you we see a record here of four days in the life of John the Baptist and Jesus and the first disciples. And on this first day, a committee comes from Jerusalem and says to John the Baptist, who in the world are you? Are you Elijah? Are you a prophet? He said, nope, nope. Are you the Messiah? Well, no, definitely no. 
But it was John's difficult job to prepare them for the coming of Jesus. It was his role to introduce them to the Messiah. But there's one among you. I'm pointing to him. I'm not even worthy to tie his sandals. But I will point you to him. Oh, what a great messenger John the Baptist was. And so they said, after they asked him who he was, they said, well, what are you doing? Why are you baptizing if you're not the Messiah? And he points out here, of course, that his baptism was with water, but one would be coming whom they did not yet know who would be baptizing with the Holy Spirit the Messiah himself. And it was through baptism that Jesus Christ would be presented to the world. And we'll see that in a little bit as Jesus Christ is baptized as an example to us all to show his coming forth. And oh, my friends, when we baptize, and I look forward to wearing that baptistry up there out in the days ahead. We'll get it repaired and replaced if we have to. But my friends, it is a way to say I am not ashamed I'm not ashamed. I am proud to take a stand with the Lord Jesus Christ. It means so many things, and we'll come back to that. But Jesus is the Son. And then quickly, John also shows us that Jesus is the Lamb of God. Now look at verses 29 through 34. Jesus is the Lamb of God. So now we come to the second day in this sojourn of John the Baptist, Jesus, and the disciples. No doubt some of the same committee were there to witness what is happening at this time. As now John the Baptist identifies Jesus as the Lamb of God. Now I'm going to be showing you a lot of videos. I like videos. I'm from that generation. I like to see those things. I like videos. But there was a day and time we didn't have videos. There was a day and time when there was no such thing. And so when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask for a video replay of several things. I want to see it. I really want to see it. And one is I want to see Jesus coming down to the Jordan River. And I want to see John the Baptist point out and say, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. I'm telling you, that'll get your your motor running. Now, I baptize a lot of people. Uh, there's one person here that uh, reminded me I baptized her in the uh, Paris Mountain Lake up there. And I used to baptize a lot of people up there, baptize a lot of folks at Taylor's. But I've also baptized a lot of folks. A couple of you have been baptized in the Jordan River by me. Now that's something. Right below the Sea of Galilee, I put you under the water. It was cold, wasn't it, Tommy Jr.? Whoo, it was cold. I'm telling you, I've seen real staid Quiet Baptists get Pentecostal when they come out of that water. It's so cold. (laughs) Woo! They say, well, that's all right. But where John baptized Jesus was a little south of where I baptized you guys because the water's cleaner at the head of the uh, river than it is at the bottom. But even now, down near Bethabara, it's also a place called Salim. They baptize people. In fact, the last few times I've gone to Israel, and I'm going to go one more time maybe in my life, maybe in my life, maybe. They have opened up now because of the peace between Israel and Jordan. I have gone to the border, and 
and I mean there's the river and on the other side are Jordanian soldiers and they bring people to be baptized there. And it's close to where Jesus probably was baptized. I do not baptize people there, will not baptize people there. Why? The water's just not as clean there as I think it ought to be when you get baptized. I'd hate to baptize you and then you come home with some terrible disease. But I just can't wait to see Jesus walking down into that water and what a pivotal moment it was. As John the Baptist says, behold, the Lamb of God. Well, every Jewish family knew what lambs were for. I mean, it was an agrarian rural culture and they had sheep. And I, I have been on the Mount of Olives walking down that road that Jesus would have walked with his disciples from Bethany on the other side of the Mount of Olives down to the Garden of Gethsemane. And I've had to get out of the way of a herd of sheep. Shepherd boys everywhere with their little groups of sheep. They knew about sheep. But every year at Passover, every family had to bring a baby lamb to be offered. A lamb that was pure. A lamb that's just innocent. And John says, behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. You see, in one sense, the message of the entire Scripture can be encapsulated in that one phrase. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Oh, my friend, someday the Bible says we will all gather in heavenly choir, it says in Revelation 5, and sing, Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Oh, what a glorious title for our Lord Jesus Christ. So baptism, what does John's baptism have to do with Jesus as the Lamb of God? We do baptize unashamedly by immersion through and we put people under the water, I I say, buried with him in baptism but raised to new life. It's a symbol of death and burial and resurrection. And you see, it was that way that the Lamb of God would fulfill all righteousness And he was presented here in his baptism as showing that only through Christ can you come to life. Behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. Jesus Christ is the answer to our needs. We need a Savior who is eternal. We don't need one who is transitory. We need one who is full of truth, but also full of grace. We need one who reveals who God is to us. But most of all, we need the Son, the Lamb of God, who takes away my sin and your sin. And if I might ask, do you know him? Do you know him? And old S.M. Lockridge Made everybody laugh, and you too, when he said, I wish I could describe him, after he described him more beautifully than I've ever heard him described other than Scripture. Do you know him? Do you know him? Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who takes away the sin of the world. That will always be the central focus of the pulpit of this church. Always. Pray with me. Father God, in Jesus' name, we come. I thank you, Lord, for your precious word. I thank you, Lord, for sharing with us today the coming forth of Jesus Christ as the Messiah. 
Thank you that John was able to help point the way to him. Lord, may our lives do the same. May we point people to you. May we do that in our neighborhoods, our workplaces, our families. May we point people to Jesus. That is our hope. That is our goal. Lord, help us in so doing, please. Father, now as we come before you, giving ourselves to you in this time of invitation, I pray that you would receive the offering of our full commitment. In Jesus' name.